0: Hi there. I'm Maddie Savage and this is The Stockholmer. The show that shares the personal stories that steer the city's startup and creative scenes. This week we're doing something a bit different and bringing you our first episode recorded live in front of an audience.
1: Never sit still fight for your idea in the Swedish way (laughs) which is don't shout but go and explain and explain and explain (laughs) and explain.
0: If you're a regular listener, you might recognise that voice. It's Imad El Abdallah, the Syrian author behind the world's first children's therapy book With a Refugee Hero. His work has made a huge impact since he appeared on The Stockholmer earlier this year. So we invited him to tell us more at a special event at Stockholm Music House, the city's newest hub for entrepreneurs working in music, media and tech. The Stockholmer. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. It's amazing to see uh, so many supporters of the show, former guests, future guests, and I guess fans of the show all in the same room. So I really, really appreciate you all being here. But what's going to happen now is we're going to record uh, a live 15-minute episode of The Stock Let's welcome to the stage our guest, Imad El-Abdallah. Come and join me up here. And um, we all sit on our stools. So... Uh, Imad, I don't know if you know this, but um, your interview for season two was the most listened episode of the whole of season two of The Stock Homer. (laughs) And so we've got you back for a a bit of a catch-up. You wrote a book about a refugee hero, and this book was aimed at helping displaced children and also integration. For anyone that hasn't heard that episode, just fill us in on exactly what your goal was and, and a bit more about the book.
1: Um... My goal was simple, just like, uh, I've seen many organizations working around trying to help refugees or trying to help other children, just like empathize with their experiences, but they didn't have tools. And the representation of displaced children in the world was uh, always as victims, but you can't just consider them victims all the time. You need to empower them. You need to make them feel like heroes. You need to see, them see the value in, in themselves and to help them deal with the trauma, tra- tra- like the traumatized they're traumatized, they have PTSD. So it's like, if you give them a tool to deal with what they have, they'll become healthy citizens.
0: So uh, for those who haven't heard of the book, just give us it in a nutshell. Who stars in the book, what's it about?
1: Uh, The book is about just a little girl, eight years old, her name is Sarah, and the name was chosen because it appeals to all children from more ethnic or religious backgrounds. Um, The way is, this girl, she, she goes through a journey, um And she sees war and displacement and all those horrible moments that the children are going through, but she's not a victim she 's a hero she she deals with those um, um, with those horrible moments and she knows where to find happiness, focus on the color, focus on the beauty wherever she goes and she she trusts her dream and her dreams become true and that's a role model for kids
0: so you wrote this book and you funded it through crowdfunding. And just as we were recording um, our episode back in January, you'd, you'd managed to secure crowdfunding for about a 1,000 of those books to go into print. So what happened next?
1: Oh, many good things happened after. It's like the first time we tried to, to uh, start in Stockholm, so especially I'm also a refugee from Syria, so it was, um, it was so hard to find the finance, to get things around. But like, with help of friends, many good friends, and with crowdfunding, we could start doing that. But then things started to roll on, like bigger and bigger. Now we're making a doll and uh, we made an app to, hold, uh, to help. So organizations. you're
0: making a doll of Sara?
1: Yes. Okay, so what, want... what
0: will Sara look like, this
1: doll? Uh, uh, research shows that most of refugees around the world would come from three continents, from like three come from the Middle East, uh, Africa, and South America. So we spent four months of research making those little girl look like those girls from these three continents so they can see a reflection of themselves and her and representation.
0: Mm. And what will she be wearing?
1: She will be a hero who is not the daughter of the king and not the daughter of the poor person. She's just a normal person. She will have jeans and sneakers and, her, uh, her, and a t-shirt and her special jacket with hoodie and she carries um, a flower in her hair uh, that's her special flower but that makes her feel home.
0: It feels uh, like there's a real focus on gender equality and we're recording this here in Sweden. Is, is that that's something that you've thought about more since moving here yourself? Do you think you would have thought about those things if you'd been creating that book from back home in Syria? Uh,
1: I think I would, but like being in Sweden, especially being a refugee, made me a better feminist because I started to empathize with people more. And uh, we wanted to create a hero that she is... A girl that doesn't get help from any male hero, and uh, she's a girl for, for, hero for her qualities, and that's what that's like. We, I feel that there's enough of role, role models being shown by media to, in the world to the girls that makes them insecure of who they are. We just want them to feel secure, like just good.
0: Mm. Great mission. So the book is going places. You've got it crowdfunded. The books are going into commission. I know you've got new people working on illustrations to create that image of, of Sara. Um, but what else have you been up to? You're, you're creating an, an educational platform alongside the book.
1: I actually just finished uh, testing of uh, the first version of an educational platform, and it's uh, it's a bit special this time. Uh, I've been looking at organizations trying to work with integration and therapy and education, and... Um, uh, like social social uh, social entrepreneurs they focus most of the time on quantity they want to do things for to reach more people but what about quality what about if we can take it to the next level so the, this uh, um, uh, platform it helps us deliver the, the solutions to the to the organizations but we can measure quantity and quality data so we send them reports about where they should focus and how they can improve in the in, in the future
0: so the platform itself will be used by school children And what kind of things will they be doing on there? Uh,
1: The platform will be used by educators at schools uh, and and organizations with kids. They will have full control over the classroom. Uh, They will deliver all those uh, messages in a fun way. Uh, And we will put quizzes and and questionnaires made by psychologists and sociologists so we can uh, analyze those questions and send reports.
0: Okay, so very much focusing on the educational aspect. Exactly. You mentioned that you're now working with other organizations here in Sweden, but in the first episode of your podcast, you talked about how it was actually very hard to get funding. It was hard <laughs> to get taken seriously, hard to get uh, taken on board. What's changed?
1: Um, I believe it's just like people started to trust when they see results. At the beginning, uh, I went to all organizations trying to knock the doors. Please take this for free. Like, this is yours. I don't want anything. Like, but who are you? And uh, yeah, that was was hurting. Uh, They couldn't trust me because like, yeah, a refugee coming from the middle of nowhere just trying to say I'm innovative. It didn't work. But now like with showing results and uh, measuring and improving and being there just around, showing to the world like, here is how things being done by collaboration between who's here and who's been there. This is how innovation is being created. Now they know us and now everybody's trying to work with us, which is good. <laughs> we love everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you've been in the Swedish media quite a lot. How have you enjoyed or not enjoyed that process?
1: <laughs> I like being in the Swedish media, it's uh, It's a special experience because first I do it in Swedish. My Swedish is not as fluent as my English. Uh,
0: It's very good. You can (laughs) test him afterwards.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I prefer English (laughs) media. You can just go around without any border. Mm. But it's uh, it's a special experience. I love Sweden. It's my home.
0: Mm. Um. Right now, though, the global news cycle isn't really focused on Syria. It's focused on things like Hurricane Irma, what's happening in North Korea, the US. How does it feel as a Syria kind of sitting and watching the world, not necessarily turn away, but not be as focused on what's happening in your home country?
1: Um, I believe like um, the sorry, uh, I feel just like sorry for things happening over there and uh, becoming just normal. Like it becomes just like numbers and numbers and numbers. Uh, there are many other bad things happening in the world that they should be covered, the world should know about because we're all, we're all one family. But, um, yeah, I mean, my, like, I just wish that those big game players in the world will make a deal together and stop the misery that's going there.
0: Mm. In the meantime, small steps and good steps from people like you. And you're actually about to do your first ever TED Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: It feels um yeah, it feels really good. Um uh, I always thought that like there should be a voice to those who move somewhere and start from zero. And um I'm very happy I'm becoming one of those voices. Uh just to represent that uh you can do things. You can love people. You can love places. Uh, you can belong wherever you go if you have a good picture of yourself and if you and if you if you just want to leave your fingerprint on earth before you, before we go. That's what I've learned from war is like we can go in a second. Mm. So, yeah, uh, it feels so good actually.
0: <laughs> you talk about feeling at home in Stockholm and and at home in Sweden. What is it about Stockholm that makes you enjoy the city and and feel like a (laughs) Stockholmer?
1: Sometimes people ask me do you feel Swedish? I say like
0: I don't feel so
1: much Swedish but I'm a Stockholmer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> was that before or after you got on the podcast? Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> Try, trying to get more people to use that actually, phrase. Actually, <laughs>
1: after uh, after the ep- after the episode was being published, uh, we've got many uh, uh, much attraction because like so many people listen to the Stockholmer. and uh, Maddie is kind of special journalist. When she does her podcast, she talks about uh, things uh, from both sides. So you see, you see that she empathizes. With the with the locals and with the uh, expats at the same time, so you see you see the Stockholm from different angles. Uh, That's what makes Stockholm special in my eyes. I didn't
0: pay him to say that. (laughs) Uh, But but what do you think about integration in the city? I mean, it's probably everyone in this room and hopefully some of our listeners are aware that it it has been quite tense between some different groups in Stockholm um, and it is a very important issue in the run-up to the next election. How hopeful are you that integration can be improved in the city?
1: Um, I believe the only way for integration is to include the target group with the decision making, this is the basic, um, fundamental of uh, innovation. Uh, I'm trying to encourage uh, everyone just to be part of uh, making solutions. Uh, there are a lot of challenges. Uh, Sweden is very has little experience with integration, and uh, but I'm I'm hopeful. I see things going better and better, and we try. We all carry responsibility to push things forward.
0: So what is your advice to newcomers or anyone really that uh, maybe has an idea like you did and is struggling to push it forward at the moment but would like to make a name for themselves in the city as well? What would your tips be for them?
1: Never sit still. Uh, Fight for your idea uh, in the Swedish way, (laughs) which is don't shout, but go and explain and explain and explain and explain. It will work at the end. (laughs) So
0: jentelag and lagom.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay, well, Imad, that is 13 minutes. So, what with the music and the introduction, that's a full 15 minute podcast. Uh, Really, really interesting to speak to you. Thank you so, so, so much for your time. Uh, Please give it up for Imad El Abdallah.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: for this episode comes from the travel app Live Thanks also to Benoit Deria for production assistance Diego Planas-Rego for digital marketing Simeon Ghost for permission to use their music and Richard Stevens for designing our logo That's it for now but we'll be introducing you to more voices who are making Stockholm special troubleshooting its challenges and shaping its future throughout season 3 Find it on Tuesdays wherever you found this episode